brand new podcast called Cold Coffee. Hi everyone, my name is Kristen Hewitt. I'm a television host in South Florida for Fox Sports and the Miami Heat, and this is my co-host. Hi everyone, this is Tova Lee, and I am, oh my god, what am I? What am I? I am a <laughs> mommy blogger, I guess. I hate saying mommy blogger. Do you no, hate No, you're not blogger? a mommy blogger. You're more than that. <laughs> I have no idea. But anyway, how are you, my love? Are you good? Good. I'm good. I am so excited to be finally doing this podcast with you. We have been planning this and talking about it for so long, and it's finally here. I know, I know. This has been like an ongoing conversation for so long. And um, yeah, I mean, I, my phone is like full with your messages. I love your voice. <laughs> it soothes me and kind of helps me, you know, when I'm stressed. I just listen to your messages and I love them. <laughs> and I'm so happy to <laughs> yeah. be here. And um, we were talking like how we wanted to start a podcast, to have like a place where we can have a conversation about motherhood, about women, about vaginas, about, uh, you know, sweaty boobs, about whatever we want to talk about um, and just have a, a good laugh, really, right? Did I miss anything out? No, I think you got everything. Maybe a little bit of ice cream and relationships <laughs> and uh, other things, not just vaginas. But yes, we, we want to have a place where we talk about everything. And just to give everybody a little bit of background, so Tova and I met um, through Facebook, actually. We both were writers for the website Scary Mommy. Um, I formerly had a website, mommyandsports.com. I write now at kristenhewitt.me. And Tova, your website's tovalee.com, correct? Yeah, it's tovalee.com. And we met in this writing group and we just kind of hit it off. And we both, um, we both liked helping each other. I mean, we're both pretty supportive people in the writing community. And, um, and through our conversations, Tova and I realized that we both um, want to help inspire women in different ways. We actually had a conversation where I was like, even though I'm a television reporter, I told Tova, you know, maybe I'm not supposed to be a star. Maybe my job is to help others shine. And she sort of feels the same way. We want a place to inspire people, right? Yeah. And uh, by the way, I loved it when you said that. And then it made me feel like crap because one of the reasons <laughs> I wanted to do a podcast was because I really, really like talking. I told you this. <laughs> like, really, this is my thing. My family make fun of me. They say, like, we can't believe you have finally found a job <laughs> where people actually pay you to just talk, you know, to do your, like, your main hobby in life is to talk. Um, my husband was hoping that it would mean that I would talk less to him, but it hasn't worked out that way. So, uh, yeah. But obviously meeting you and meeting a lot of other people online, I find that whole thing is just so amazing to me, you know, like, uh, um, and it kind of links into what I do as well with mothers, you know, like meeting other moms and uh, talking to, you know, other women all around the world and, and, and seeing, you know, how a lot of our experiences are very similar, even though, you know, we might think that we're very different and, you know, different things are happening, but it's amazing. It's just amazing that we kind of like got in touch that way and, and, and we're doing this. <laughs> And I have to say that this could be, I mean, this is an unofficial statistic, but this could be the first ever international podcast because Tova is across the pond in the UK. I'm in Miami, Florida. I think it's pretty cool that technologically we're able to do this and connect. And it just proves that you can make real friends on the internet. And we hope that you guys find um, this podcast a great place and a source of entertainment and inspiration and just a fun pick-me-up each week. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to do a podcast um, each week. We're um, going to have a topic 
that we go through. We also have some other segment ideas that we'll get through, like things kids say um, we'll talk about. We also have some fun um, news that we want to share with you that we'll find each week. But um, if you want to hear anything and you want to drop us a line or you have any topic ideas, let's just start at the top really quickly. We started a Facebook page called um, At Cold Coffee Show. So you can find us on Facebook. Yeah. And, and um, Sorry, carry on. Um, and we also, we need you to subscribe, right, Tova? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm sorry. I just have to say, like, you know, with the whole, uh, is this the first kind of overseas type of podcast? Like, I think we should just start a rumor that it is. Like, I don't really <laughs> care if it's true or not, because <laughs> I just feel like it's so cool, you know? Um, so I'm in London right now, and I think most people, when they think about London, they think about how it's raining and it's gray, and you're in Florida, so like my idea of Florida is like sun and the beach, um, but actually, it's been really hot. It's been like so, so hot uh, recently, uh, which is why I kind of like mentioned the sweaty boobs, because that's really, you know, that's really my experience in the last couple of weeks, um, and I think today's topic is kind of summer, isn't it? Like summer and summer with the kids, right? Um, yep, today we're talking. In summer, but to, for you, like I don't know, Florida. Do you? I'm not, I'm going to sound really stupid now. But is it kind of like always summer in Florida, or do you actually get kind of winter and some rain? And well, it's actually quite a big state. Um, it takes from Key West, which is part of our state, all the way up to the Panhandle and Tallahassee and, and the Pensacola. It's about an eight to ten hour drive, so it's quite a large state. So in the winter, there are in the northern parts of the state, it is get gets down in the 30s and 40s. Um, but in South Florida, where I am, it's a subtropical climate. Oh. So we're kind of like the island climate. So I have my house is overrun with iguanas. It's <gasps> disgusting. Yes, oh and they're big tails. Yes, we have iguanas. And the tails, they actually slap my kids with their tails sometimes. No. It's awful. Um, but it rains. This is the rainy season. So it rains every single day. And I'm not talking like little rain. I'm talking like forest gump rain. So it's like, like, you know like tropical kind of rain. It's, it's, it's like warm rain, right? Yeah. But it's sticky. Like, so when you wake up in the morning, it's, um, when you step outside, it's the, the heat is so oppressive and the humidity weighs on your chest and you can just breathe in that humidity and your hair, forget it. Your hair looks awful. And I, but you, the you, difference is we have air conditioning exactly. and you don't. Exactly. No, we do not have air conditioning. This is a thing in the UK. People just don't really get air conditioning. Um, we have air conditioning, just like a couple of small units, one's downstairs and one's in our bedroom. Uh, so we just stand there as a family. It's kind of like our family time, just surrounding the air con and standing like that. But you told me once that you've got, um, that you've got alligators or crocodiles somewhere. Like well, yeah, so it's alligators. I don't know if crocodiles <laughs> live here. I don't even know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. My one's bigger and one's day. smaller, but again, I'm not sure which one. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're coming to a podcast wanting to learn about science, yeah. this is no, not We've totally <laughs> gone off topic, but I, I find that uh, really fascinating. We should do a whole yeah, segment Yes, so we have ponds alligators. in the front of our house and we have a golf course in the back and there are sometimes alligators. So we um, steer clear of the canals where the alligators live for that is crazy. sure. And I but, just want to, so, I just want to represent the UK here and say that we have foxes. So just so you know, 
<laughs> like, I don't want you thinking that, like, you're hardcore and we're, you know, we've got just, like, cats and poodles. <laughs> we have foxes, just so you know. You have foxes. We do. Oh, my goodness. Now, I have to understand something. I have to ask you. I, I'm not understanding how in the year 2017 there is no air conditioning in houses <laughs> anywhere in the world. I don't I understand know. that. I know. I, mean, I don't how, understand how either. Long is your hot, how long is your hot season there? Um, okay. To be fair, usually there's like three days a year that are really hot that you wish you had an air con and you literally want to stick your head in the freezer. Um, so for three days a year, people don't think it's, you know, it's, a, it's an investment, right? Um, but we, I insisted. Like I was born in a hot country. I was born in Israel and I love air conditioning. Like l- air conditioning is my life. And I will spend like hours in the supermarket because the supermarket has the best air conditioning really in the world like this is a true this is true um and then when we did our house up I kind of like said to my husband no 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 we are getting air conditioned and we had to compromise so there was a compromise and the compromise was to have one in our bedroom and one downstairs and of course the last week it was so hot um all three kids were sleeping with us in the room because there was no way they were going to sleep in the heat I know you're going to hate me saying that right (laughs) but that's a different topic (laughs) yeah that's a different topic about having kids in your bed yeah no I don't hate you of course not but uh yeah it's uh I can't imagine not having air conditioning so it will get cooler though right this is just a heat wave and it'll it'll cool off in a couple weeks yeah we've booked a a night away on the weekend to go to the seaside uh thinking it was going to be great but it's going to be raining on Saturday so that's it summer's over yay (laughs) that uh, so speaking of, you mentioned your sweaty boobs. I was um, getting dressed yesterday for taking my kids, by the way, to um, to go do something. And I had an epiphany. I'm actually packing. I'm going to a blog conference, which is super exciting. Um, and I was packing and I looked at one of my bras, Tova, and it looked quite dirty. And I thought to myself, when was the last time I washed this? And I literally <laughs> could not remember the last time I washed it. So I'm just wondering, is this just me? I know this is, sounds a little disgusting, but is it just me or or does everyone do this? I didn't even know. Like, what do you mean? Like, never wash your bra? Because I, I, like, I don't wash my bra every day. Are you supposed to wash your bra every day? Like, knickers? I didn't think you did. But do you? No, no, no. I'm, I'm being totally <laughs> so, honest. Like, I don't, I don't know. Are you supposed to wash your bra? Because if so... I don't, I know, yeah. I don't think so. I think it's like maybe a weekly basis. You're supposed to throw it like in a laundry bag and whatever. But I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't remember the last no, time. No, exactly. It could have been I, a month. I, I mean, you know, I don't know now how embarrassed I'm supposed to be. I'm not feeling too embarrassed. So I'm just going to go for it. I don't wash my bra every week. I maybe <laughs> wash it once a month. I don't know. I feel like, no, I don't. But, but, no. <laughs> so I'm not the only one. Okay, so I feel so much better because I thought that you were going to hear a month and I thought your eyes were going to pop out no. of your head and you were going to be like, um... But I feel like when the bra, one? like if it was originally a white bra and now it's kind of looking a bit brown, then that's the point that I would put it in the wash. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't that. It was that it had a little charm on it, like the Victoria's Secret metal charm. And, and it... It looked like it was turning green, <laughs> like the metal had, the metal. had tarnished. Really... And 
I, I, I mean, it wasn't physically dirty. It didn't smell that I could tell. I don't know. Okay. We're getting way off track. Okay. So obviously our first topic today on episode one of Cold Coffee is summer and all things summer, especially summer with kids. Both Tova and I have kids and we didn't say this at the introduction, but Tova has three girls. I have two Yay! girls. We're girl moms. Yeah. Give it up for the girl moms. Um, so our topic today is summer. And before we get into our first ever show topic, um, I just want to ask everyone to please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're listening to this and you have time, please leave us a five-star review so other people can find us and, uh, and join Yay. in the cold coffee fun. Um, okay. Yes. So summer, Tova. It is summer vacation. And I know that you and I and the UK and the US do things differently, but... I am that mom this year that is doing absolutely nothing with my kids. We have declared it Camp Mommy. We are home every day. It is week two, and they are bored. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you are a brave woman. You are such a brave woman. I mean, Camp Mommy, I would I would kill myself. No, really, like, I would, I mean, you know, like, it's amazing. And, and in theory, I'm thinking, that's so awesome. You know, you, you get to spend time with them, and you're probably, like, being really creative and coming up with loads of activities and all that but I would yeah I probably wouldn't last a day um we the kids well first of all in the UK they still haven't broken up for summer so we only finished they only finished school in July but um you know my daughters will be going to camp they have summer camp so I have booked like camp for every single week um you know throughout the summer apart from the last two weeks we're we're going away um yeah um that's how I do it I feel awful now I'm so a horrible mother. No, but I think that's the point. I mean, everybody does things differently, right? We're all different kinds of moms. We all have different schedules. I do not work as much in the summer because I work for Fox Sports. My season is the NBA season, right? I cover the team, the Miami Heat, um, and I work from, you know, September, October through April, May. That's my busy season. So I try to take the summers off when my kids are off. Um, and things were hard for us. Mm -hmm. Our girls were IVF. So it took us a decade to get pregnant. So I'm sort of in the, I really want to savor these moments and they're getting older. I have an eight year old that's acting like an 18 year old. So I wanted to spend time with them, but to your point, no, I do not have creative activities. We do go to the library. We go to the beach. We live seven miles from the beach, but, um, the pool is my savior. They sit in the pool for two hours a day and I can sit on. Oh, that's amazing that you have uh, that pool. I basically filled up like a puddling pool. Do people say puddling, paddling? pool in um in in america yeah no What's is that called, like a baby then? pool what would you call it okay just like a, a kiddie pool, pool like you know one of those pool. things that you blow up so we have one of those yeah. in the garden it's quite large actually um and i've been filling it up every single day in the past week because we've had summer now for a week but the other day the kids came in and they were just too hot you know they're not used to this heat and they just wouldn't go outside like they would not go outside in the pool even and it was like look the pool but they didn't care you know they just wanted to sit inside in the one room that has air conditioning <laughs> Uh, so, so I kind of feel like your summer is your um, winter is sort of like our summer. We always try to hide in the summer in the air conditioning. Yeah. Um, where in the winter, I'm sure you're yeah. hiding 
you're hiding to from the cold weather. We're always hiding to the air conditioning too. So we always do like library or art museum or we're trying, we try to find indoor activities. And if we do go to the beach, it has to be super early in the morning and we have to be out of there by 10 or 11 because it's just so hot. I mean, it gets in the yeah, upper 90s every day. And I know so like, it's and super. it's funny because a lot of people, I speak to a lot of moms and this is something that I struggle with as well in the summer and anytime actually the kids are off school um, is how to juggle like if you're working for example. So we're both working moms. You said that in the summer you kind of work less, but a lot of people, they don't have holidays in the summer. And then the kids are either, you know, at home and you have to juggle that, um, or you have to find uh, childcare, which obviously is not cheap. I don't know. Is it, is it quite expensive in the States? Cause in England it's quite expensive. So I don't know. Yeah, it is expensive. It, it's for us to go to camp every week. It's 160 per child, and that times two for me. I have two kids. That's 320 dollars, which is part of the reason why I didn't do camp. I am working. I shouldn't say I don't work. I work every single day, but I get up early. Um, and one of the things I do to juggle kids at home as a work at home mom is I get up super early. Like I give it up in the five o'clock hour and work for two and a half hours before my kids get up. And then they've kind of veg and do iPads and watch TV. And I can work from like seven to nine as I'm getting in breakfast. So by nine o'clock, I've already gotten a four hour work day in. And then we usually do some, I, I have to though, you know, because I've chosen to work from home. So this is what works for me. And then in the afternoon, they like to swim. So usually like that one or two o'clock to four o'clock hour, I can sit on my computer, um, outside. We have Wi-Fi and work while they're swimming. So I can get like six hours in during the day, but it's hard and it's not something I could do like longevity forever, but I, I kind of look at it as, you know, we only have 18 summers, right? And oh then they're going to go off to college and binge Kristen, drink and have fun. Say that, I literally want to cry. <laughs> Don't say that to me. Well, I'm supposed Don't to be uplifting that. you, not oh making you God, cry. I'm I feel, sorry. I feel horrible. I'm like, go to camp. You have to go to camp. My no, my my daughter want. <laughs> Listen, yesterday I was like, go to camp. Yesterday I was like using the threat. If you oh, don't no, behave, I'm going to put you in camp every helping, day. Kristen. So trust me, <laughs> this is not helping. No. <laughs> Hey, I never said I was a perfect parent, and I'm not doling out parenting advice here. Okay? No, I'm but um, my daughters, to be fair, they like the camp. Uh, I would have liked it if the camp was cheaper because obviously it does cost a lot of money. Um, you have to provide them with food as well, which is a bit annoying because obviously at school they uh, they they get their lunches at school, and you have to provide lunches when they go to camp. So, um, but yeah, it's it's just a juggle, and I know a lot of parents. Um, are actually not in the position to send, uh, you know, their kids to camp. I can't send them for the whole summer, but, you know, um, and it's hard. If you're a working parent, it's hard. I don't understand, like, why, to be honest, what I don't understand is why kids get so much holidays. Like, why do they get so much holidays? No, but seriously, why do they get so much holidays? It doesn't feel like we had so much holidays when we were little, like when we were kids. But is it just the way we did? didn't have a summer vacation? You didn't yes. get like a couple of okay, months but off. They get a lot of holidays throughout the year, which I don't remember having, but I think it's just the selective memory that I have, you know, it's probably wrong. But my feeling was like, we didn't have so much holidays and they're getting holidays all the time. It's like the term starts and then it's like half term and then some sort of holiday and whatever, whatever. And suddenly the year is finished. Yeah. And then suddenly <laughs> it's like six weeks and off yeah. and you're like, really? So yeah, I don't get it. Well, I actually feel bad for the parents. I don't feel bad. I mean, gosh, I used to be a full-time, 
I used to work full time. I mean, I went back to work when my kids were three weeks and six weeks respectively, but I, I feel like it would be so much harder to work full time and then have to find camps and things for, for my kids. I don't know how they do it. Like some, sometimes I wake up every day at five, six AM and I'm like, gosh, people have to do this every day. They pack lunches, they have to take their kids to school. It's a huge responsibility. So I give I bow down to working parents because that to me is one of the hardest things. Okay, let's talk about um summer vacations. Are you guys doing any big summer vacations with the kids? I know you said you're going to the seaside this weekend, right? Because, yeah, that's uh, just, because you of the know, heat. we're just doing a night away. It was a spontaneous thing, but we are going away. Uh we're going to Italy for uh nearly two weeks at the end of the summer. Yeah, we're going to Sicily wow. actually with my entire family. So it's like uh, my brother, my brother and my sister, my parents and all their children and everybody. So it's like a massive thing. Um and yeah. So is this a flight? Yeah. Do you fly to Italy? Is there a train you can take? Oh, pardon me, I don't have a map. You could in front probably. Of me and I have no idea. You could probably take a train, but like. no, we're like a train across and then another train, whatever. But no, we're flying, um, and and yeah, and we're going away. We we go away a couple of times a year because we visit my family in Israel. Um, and going away with the kids, like I love it. Okay, we call it a holiday, but anybody who's gone away with children knows that it's hard work, right? Like I don't know. Again, I feel I feel. Oh, right? My it's goodness. it's hard work. It's yeah. so and hard. And my kids now are finally at the age that they um can a watch an iPad <laughs> on the flight and I was I was the type of parent who said I'm never going to let my children just sit in front of the iPad for 5 hours on a flight. That's awful. La la la. And now we're like we can't wait for the, you know, the captain to say that you can bring the iPad out. The iPad comes out and that's it, you know? Uh so so yeah, so there's tricks that I've learned. Um another great trick uh, for traveling with kids. I don't know why I'm giving these tricks cuz I'm so not good at giving tips to anybody, but it works for me, is um, um, is snacks. I don't know. Again, when you're traveling with children, you have got to come prepared and have like a whole bag of snacks for any sort of scenario. I feel like that really helps. <laughs> I have to show you at some point, maybe we can put it on our Facebook page, Cold Coffee Show, but I took a picture. My husband took a picture. We just went to Arizona for a graduation a couple weeks ago, and we went to the Grand Canyon. It was really exciting, but I packed a huge Ziploc ah! freezer bag full of snacks, and my husband was like, what is this? I mean, I give the girls so many snacks that they can't even carry their backpacks. It's so heavy. I mean, I put like the Nutella sticks and granola bars and goldfish. And um, I actually okay, have a healthy mom hack for you. So I have a Facebook page, guys, called Healthy Mom Hacks. But my tip for traveling with kids on an airplane, mm-hmm. are you ready? We need like a drum roll. Um, is these um, vitamin C lollipops. They're made by, I think, Yummy Earth Organic. Um, but they don't have any food diet and they have vitamin C. So because they have vitamin C in it, I feel like I'm giving them something healthy. But I give them lollipops on the airplane when the airplane is descending because when you're landing, your yeah. ears start to pop and it starts to hurt. And kids don't know how to like pinch their nose. Yeah. And, and you know what I'm talking That's about? That's amazing. Am I any sense? So the lollipops gives them something to swallow. And um, I always buy a big bag of these and bring them on because there is inevitably some kid on the plane and there's some parent amazing. that forgot snacks and the kid is screaming and kicking the seat in front of them and they're like walking up and down the aisle so i literally when i ever hear kids crying on airplanes i just <laughs> walk up and get like the parents the... um lollipops 
I do. I don't care if it's an 18-month-old. I'm like, here, you're give your like the flight uh, fairy godmother, you know, that woman who passes around, you know, and gives, <laughs> and gives candy to kids. But um, it's funny, you know, the first time I ever flew with my daughter, my eldest, uh, she was like a few months old, and it was the, our first flight, and I was hysterical. Like, I was, you know, I must have packed the entire house, you know, with me, like, uh, clothes, thinking it would be like four seasons on the flight, you know, like, whatever. I, I, I had battles of different pacifiers everything you know i took the entire house and we're there on the flight and she's not like she's not really settled whatever and i'm really hysterical and i see this mom right this other mom and she's got five kids and um she's like super calm super calm her kids are like great they're uh, well, probably, but no, Xanax? she was like, <laughs> she was like super calm. Everything was great. And uh, I was like, okay, I really need to ask this woman what her secret is. Cause she's obviously experienced. She knows something and I need to know it. Right. So I come up to her and I'm like, listen, I, I, I'm sorry to bother you, but I can see you with your kids. Yeah. So wait, Total you walked stranger up to her on, on the plane? plane? You Total stranger, to a yeah. woman on a crazy plane. mom, boob hanging out, baby crying. <laughs> it's me, right? So I'm like, hi, um, uh, you know, I, I see your kids, and this is amazing. And listen, I'm a new mom. I don't know what to do. I'm traveling first time with my child. Tell me what your secret is. And she goes, okay, listen up. And she takes out this massive bag, and it's like a doctor's bag, you know, one of those bags that opens up. And like she's opening the bag, and I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna reveal like the secret of motherhood. And in the bag was like basically piles of snacks. It was exactly that. It was chocolate bars and granola bars and whatever you want and fruit cut up and vegetable cut up. And she had like, I mean, it was incredible. And I looked at her and I was like, okay. And she goes, listen what you do. Anytime your kid is getting a bit moany or a bit tired or restless, you just stick a snack in their mouth. (laughs) And I remember thinking, this is awful. Like, this is really bad advice, you know? Like, she's basically developing, like, a whole, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, a bad relationship with food, and her kids are going to, like, associate food. Well, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to be that mom. And, of course, I'm that mom. I am that mom every time on the flight with a bag of snacks. And my kids are great on my flights. Tell me. I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to tell me she's like Mary Poppins and a lamp popped out of her bag. It might as well. (laughs) No, I'm telling you. Yeah, snacks are the key. And let's just talk about snacks at home for a second because do you guys have those warehouse clubs in the UK? We have like Costco and BJ's and Sam's. It's like a giant warehouse where you buy all the giant. Do you have those? Okay, so of course you do. I don't know why. (laughs) You probably have like Marriott's too. Do you have hotels and things? (laughs) UK. No, but actually, you know what? It's a legit question because we don't have aircon, so <laughs> right. And I think it's adorable that it's... you call it an aircon. I've never heard that term, but anyway. So I went to Costco's. The Costco's. Costco. I sound like my mom. My mom puts an S on the end of every word. Um, <laughs> I went to Costco the other day and just stocked up on snacks for the summer. And I think I spent like two hundred dollars on snacks for the kids, and then I got myself a <laughs> box of wine because that's what we need, right? For sure, to survive the summer. Um, but I love but, that um, you've admitted now that yeah, you buy so uh, wine by the boxes. Like I love that. We do that as well. By the way there's no judgment in that i just i adore you for saying that you know what why buy bottles 
I used to buy it by the bottle and I had to get the nice cork and use my rabbit wine holder because I used to go to Napa before I had kids and, you know, go on these nice fancy vacations. And now it's the box of wine for $6.99 and it lasts like a month. And also it comes out faster. And there is no shame. Like when you want it, you just, it's right there. It does. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Um, but yes, so airplanes are impossible, but you mentioned that you packed everything. And I just, I have to mention packing because we just went to Arizona and my husband's watching golf and he's like, Oh, if we forget something, don't worry, you know, we'll just get it there. And meanwhile, I'm packing everything. (laughs) Does your husband help you pack, Tova? Because I'm oh guessing God, I know the answer Oh, my God, this is such a that. funny topic. Um, no, but you know what? He used to pack his own stuff, right? And I, uh, at some point, said to him, he's not allowed to do that anymore. Like, he was, he... No, so Wait, now what we do too? is I'll say to him, yeah, because he's an awful packer. First of all, he he, I pack light. Like I don't like taking a lot of my stuff. Like I don't close and whatever. Like you know, I'll I'll travel light. But he packs the entire house. Like of his stuff, I mean. Like he'll take far too many clothes and far too many. You know. So now the the deal is that he will take stuff out of the cupboard. He'll put it on the bed, and then I'll put it in the suitcase. But what actually happens is that I sort of don't put everything in because he overpacks right so that's what we do but what's funny is that I had this conversation with a with a lady who was like she was like pissed off really pissed off one day and I was like what's going on what's happened I was like oh my god you know um I'm still pissed off with my husband we had a massive fight what's happened and she's like um I we were going on holiday I did everything. I've done everything. I packed the whole thing. I made sure everything was in place. The tickets, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. I did the whole thing. The only thing that he needed to do was take the suitcase out of the house and put it in the car. (laughs) And then he forgot one of the suitcases. So they, yeah, so they get to their holiday and basically uh, it was one. So she had like a small suitcase for each child. So one of the children basically had no clothes. So she had to go and sort of get the whole thing. But it was hilarious. It makes me laugh because I think married couples, all married couples have this kind of way they do things, you know, uh, with when they travel. Right. But I think it's interesting because my husband's the complete opposite. He's the light packer. And even to this day that we have kids, because right before you had kids, you packed differently. You had your bikini, which you don't wear anymore. (laughs) At least I don't. You had your going out outfits, you know, your hot little trendy (laughs) outfits to go to dinner, your high heels. Right. So now when we pack, I pack too much and I'll put like high heels and a nice dress. And he's like, what's this for? I'm like, well, in case we want to go out one night, he's like, we have kids. They go to bed at seven o'clock. We're not going anywhere unless it's like Chick-fil-A or, you know, fast food or something. It's so true. It's so so true. Kristen, it's so true. I don't think I've packed heels on holiday with the kids ever, you know, ever. And if I have, I 100% did not wear them. 100% for sure. Yeah, I know, but I always overpack and I pack the kids' stuff and then my husband is responsible for putting it in the car and he hasn't (laughs) forgotten to put it in the car, thankfully. But I have to ask you, so I always, um, I wrote this post one time and I should have sent it to you. It's called The 10 Truths of Going on Vacation with Kids. And something that happens to us every single trip we go on is someone gets sick. We took the girls skiing to see snow for the very first time. Does it snow where you live, by the way? Once in a blue moon. No. Uh, 
Um, so they had never seen snow. So we took them skiing. We get to the ski resort. We're walking in. We got them dressed, the gloves, the goggles. We finally got the boots fitted. They're carrying their skis and their poles. We're walking to ski school. And in the snow, my daughter bends over and starts puking. We had spent so much money to fly across the country to Colorado. She ends up with a double ear infection and she's vomiting in 104 fever. It was Valentine's Day weekend. And I actually posted a photo on Instagram that said, there's no one I'd rather hold hands with while holding the in Colorado. Because that was our vacation. And then this last vacation we went on, I got deathly ill when we were going to Arizona. Like we literally landed in Phoenix, drove to Sedona, this beautiful granola place because I'm really earthy crunchy and there's like meditation studios and I want to buy these fancy like meditation beads and I'm like in this gorgeous place and I had to go straight to urgent care. For me, I ended up with um, strep throat and uh, deathly ill the entire trip. So do you guys get sick? Because I feel like... It's like there are three things in life that are certain, right? Death, taxes, and someone getting <laughs> yeah, sick Yeah, no, vacation. for sure. We, we've had, um, we're used to now kind of like always going away and having to at some point call in the, the hotel doctor. It's become like a running joke in our family. Uh, one of, um, we, so I have three girls and uh, two of them are twins who have just now turned four. And one of them, bless her, she does, she's quite sensitive. She'll get ear infections on holiday. I think it has to do with the flight maybe, you know, but we're used to it like we're so used to it now it's like a running joke um so much so that in the past like couple of times that we've gone away I've actually taken her to the doctor just like a day before just for no reason like just to kind of like can you just make sure that she's okay just can you listen to her like no really like check her throat (laughs) just make sure everything's okay because I know this kid's gonna get ill um once we you know once we get to the to the holiday bless her So there's a hotel yeah. doctor? I've yeah, never heard of a hotel hotels, doctor. Yeah, most hotels really? will they'll call in. Yeah. I've never even heard of that. We usually go to like the local urgent care. Hey, I wanted to tell you something. This is totally, um, you said your daughter has a problem flying. Have you ever used the product no. called Earplanes? There's this airplane product for adults and children. I don't know if they have it over there, but if they don't, I will totally buy you some and mail you them. But they have children's size. They're like little earplugs that seal off the ear canal. So when you're taking off, um, you put them in the kid child's ears. And then when the, the plane has leveled off at the final altitude, you can take them out so their ears will adjust to the cabin pressure. And then before you land, you put the airplanes back in their ears and oh, it wow. seals the ear pressure in their eardrum. And as they're going down, they don't feel it. So um, especially with babies or toddlers that don't understand yeah. that their ears are going to bother them, we always, like I'm manic. I'm so OCD. Like if we are fl- driving to the airport, I will leave 15 minutes early to go to the CVS or Walgreens <laughs> wow. and pick up airplanes for the flight because so it's like it it's really like helps ear, so i don't like know earplugs, maybe you want to check that out but they're yeah is it like earplugs but they're yeah it's a type of earplug i don't know if it's mm. patented any different i don't know if i've just <laughs> bought into the hype no but maybe no, 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 maybe they're shaped a bit different that's a, that's a, that's amazing i'm gonna look it up because i think she does get those infections because of the flight so it's it's definitely a good tip thank you Oh, you're welcome. But what else happens on vacations every time you're there? You know what always happens with me when we stay in a hotel? Because we don't have, in Florida, we don't have basements and we don't have two-story houses usually. It's usually all single family, like ranch houses where we live. Um, So going into like an elevator or stairs is a really big deal. And my kids always (laughs) fight 
every single morning over oh who God, gets to press the so elevator true. button. That is so true. What is it with the elevator pressing the button? Do you get to the point? Like, I get to the point, so it'll start kind of nice. Uh, oh, mommy, I want to press the button. And you're like, okay. Uh, and then, you know, the other one will say, but I want. Okay, so you'll press the next time, right? So you're like, it starts nice, right, at the beginning of the holiday. And there's some sort of system, whatever. And by the end of the holiday, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Nobody's pressing the button. Stop saying it. I don't want you to say it anymore. And you're just like freaking out every time you go into the elevator. You know you're going to have a nervous breakdown because they're going to be yapping about this button. What is it with the button? And I'm like... We rotate. We rotate the button pushing with yes, you to use yes, the hotel the room hotel key. key. That is so true. Why are kids obsessed with these things? And it's funny how all kids have the same, like the exact same thing, isn't it? It's hilarious. And I'm like, because I'm quite, I hate touching things that a lot of people have touched. I don't know if you're like that. I'm like, why do you even want to press this button? It's disgusting. <laughs> but... That's another one of my points in my post, the 10 truths about going vacation on kids. You know what my mantra is on vacation? Don't touch anything because wherever they go, they're touching every railing and they're touching the walls and they're touching the toilet handle when you're flushing. And then they stick their hands in your mouth and you want to vomit because you know all of these germs. Like we're at the Empire State Building. We're going to the top and they're touching everything. By the way, I have a funny story. We're at the Empire State Building, right? We're waiting in line to go to the top. We got there extra early so we wouldn't have to wait. And we're in line and my kids got in a fight and my older daughter punched my younger daughter in the face. And they do not hit like that. Like they'll pull hair or pinch. But she punched her. My baby, she was like three and a half at the time, got a black eye, like bruised. We had to go get ice and file a report because they didn't want us to sue them. And I was like, no, it's not your fault. My daughter hit her sister. And we had to go get ice. And oh, (laughs) I swear, it's like... I think travel brings out the worst in them. So there's just some sort of unpleasantness that yeah. comes with but traveling with like, kids. That's why we don't know, spend a ton of money. That, um, that follow the, my blog have said to me, you know, like, it's great. You know, we feel more prepared. But, you know, at the same time, you're kind of scaring us a little bit. You know, <laughs> I just like, I feel like I need to tell people, listen, it's so nice to have a holiday with your family. Like, you know, I feel like I need to say this. I love going on holiday with my family. They drive me crazy, but I love it. So, yeah, I just I just really wanted to say that because a few people have recently written to me and said, really scaring me. So don't be scared. Yeah, I always have to put yeah. a disclaimer on blogs. Like if you don't yeah, have don't kids, be scared. don't read Don't this. be scared. Because <laughs> you won't understand. No, vacations are fun and it is fun to show them experiences and you get to see you know, the sights and things we've seen through their eyes, which is really extraordinary. You know, we really get to relive it, but it does take a certain amount of planning and um, preparation. So Kristen, and I wanted to is, ask you now a, it is, a question. Um, um, so on holiday, right, beach holiday, right, with the kids, what do you wear to the pool and to the beach? Are you full swimsuit, bikini, um, mumkini? What is a mumkini? Can we start with that? <laughs> Tell me what that is. Yes. Mumkini is my term for a tankini. I wear a mumkini. You know, after the birth of my first child, I wore a bikini. After the birth of my second child, when I ate guacamole and french fries the entire pregnancy, I have transitioned to a so tankini, wait, a, a which a I call a mumkini. Like I cover a up. I what hate is it? bathing What does it look child. like? No, I just made up that term. It's no. like a tankini. Do you know what a tankini is? It's like a tank top. Ah, yes. Top. 
And then like little yes. boy shorts. Uh, okay, little okay. Boy shorts. Those are nice. I like those. What, no, I'm, what I'm about full, you? full swimsuit. Is that on the list? <laughs> Is that a thing? No, I'm full swimsuit. But I don't I was never a big bikini, I have to say, because I've I've always kind of had a tummy. You know, I've I think I've always kind of looked a little bit pregnant. And then when I was finally pregnant, then it kind of like, you know, it all kind of came into place. And then and yeah, I'm I'm full, full swimsuit for sure. Uh, but I love it that there's so many options now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there are more options. I, I haven't bought a bathing suit in five years. I, I actually went to try some on the, mm-hmm. when I was in Arizona, actually. And I almost <laughs> cried because I just hate trying on bathing suits. It's like I used to wear bikinis uh, in my early 30s, late 20s. And now I don't, I don't know if I'll ever get back in a bikini. And I'm totally okay with that. But I just... I just hate trying to squeeze in. And I think that retailers are are really messing with the sizes. Like, I really think that a modern day yeah. eight is really a size four. And they're but just you know screwing what's with us weird? at this point. Like, uh, you know, talking about, um, you know, mom's bodies and how they change after you become a mom, et cetera. So, yeah, I'd say most moms uh, would at some point, you know, ditch the bikini and just wear a full swimsuit. And I'm like thinking... I feel like that's wrong. Like, not that they're wrong. It's just the whole idea of it is wrong. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, what's behind it, I'm guessing, is like, you know, wanting to hide, um, you know, whether it's if you've got stretch marks or... Because I've seen your, your tummy, personally, Kristen, and it's it's it, it rocks. Like, I, I would <laughs> totally wear a bikini. Like, I don't know, but I know, like, a, a, you know, moms feel conscious about whether it's breast, <laughs> whether it's the stretch marks, or maybe they're not as flat as it used to be, whatever. But I feel like perhaps it's time to start a new trend. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't... So are you saying that we need to go take pictures I, of us, ourselves yeah, in bikinis? Yeah, I feel like, you know, yes, page? my body's changed. I am totally aware of that. This is what it looks like right now. And I'm hot, you know, like I didn't mean like hot, like I'm sexy hot. Like I meant like I'm actually warm, like I'm sweating, you know. So I want, so like <laughs> I want, I want to wear a bikini, right? I want, in fact, like, you know, have you ever, I don't know if you want to say this or not, but have you ever gone topless to the beach? <laughs> I feel like, because I feel like sometimes... No, okay. I so, haven't. Um, you know, N- no, I haven't. I mean, yes. but there are those beaches here. Yeah. But I'm a little more conservative. I have in the backyard. I mean, I can't now because we live on a golf course and I have no privacy, and I would be giving the golfers a show every we morning. Had- but I mean. It- in my earlier days, before I had kids and when a tan mattered, I would yeah. like, take my top off in the so backyard when you have privacy. So I get what you're saying. And I guess my question for you and what I sort of feel like is that society has put so much pressure on moms nowadays to bounce back. It's like, we just had babies and look at this celebrity. She's already uh, you know, in a bikini three days after giving birth. And it's just not real life. I mean, what people don't understand when they're seeing these fashion magazines and celebrity magazines is they have trainers and chefs and nannies and night nurses, and they have all of this help so they can go to the gym three hours a day, but that's not practical for the rest of us. That's like the 2%, the 1%, you know? 
Yeah, no, for sure. And also, I think a lot of it, uh, you know, again, you you mentioned celebrity moms and, you know, and by the way, I'm saying this like with no judgment because do what you can do. Great. But a lot of them don't only just go to the gym and have trainers and and the whole diets and everything. You know, some of it is, uh, you know, plastic surgery or some kind of other aesthetic kind of, you know, whatever, which again, the average mom can probably maybe can't afford or, you know, doesn't have that option. But for me, the thing that, that that gets me more is at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how fit you are, how healthy you are, if you've gained loads of weight when you were pregnant or not so much. Your body is changed. It's changed forever, and it doesn't matter. Some women, you see the change more, and some women, you see it less. And some of the change, by the way, is totally not visible. Like, you can't see it at all. Like, if I you know, we myself a little bit when I sneeze, nobody's going to know that apart from me, but that's something that's changed in my body, you know? Um, again, like if, but it's true, it's true. Our bodies change, you know? And yeah, I hate the whole bounce back. I hate the whole concept of it. I don't get it there. You don't bounce back. You do not go back to what you've been. And that's just a fact. (laughs) Well, I want, I I don't want to mom shame or shame women who are fit because there are a lot of women out there like Giselle Bundchen. Do you know who she is? She's married to Tom Brady, the Victoria's secret model. Like she she probably has that metabolism. There are some women that just are inherently skinny and that's what their body type is. So I don't want to shame them. And there are a lot of people who are fitness models or they run or they're really active or they're trainers and their whole lifestyle is about being healthy. So I applaud them. And I think, it's great. And I don't want anyone to feel like we are judging them for being skinny and bouncing back. I'm just saying, if you don't, it's okay. You're okay. And you know, the other point I want to make on this, and then we can move on, Tova, is um, I think we all, and you and I have had this conversation before, we don't see ourselves the way other people see us. I actually had this conversation with my husband last night. Like I see my thighs. I see my tummy that's a tiny bit mushier than it used to be. I see the flaws before I see the good. And I think we all need to sort of retrain ourselves to see the good in us. And it's hard. Yeah. No, for sure. You, when you see what, like, I'll tell, I'll give you an example. I have a friend who is a beautiful person. Like she really is. She's funny and smart and a million things I can say about her. And, and she's gorgeous, right? But she's a bit overweight, a little bit overweight. And she only sees that in, in, in the day to day. And like one time we went shopping and we did like this thing. Cause I'm, I'm like that. Like if I look in the mirror, I sometimes will focus on the things that I, I don't, I don't particularly like about myself. So we did like a, um, you know, sort of an experiment. We said, let's go shopping, but I'll choose clothes for you and you choose clothes for me. And then it was really interesting because she had, she picked out stuff for me that I was a bit like, what? Like I, I, I would never have picked it out for me because I would immediately gone, nah, this is not good for my t- body type. These cuts don't work for me. You know, this is, I don't know, whatever. And I did the same for her and her reaction was the same. And the thing is, um, two of the items that she picked out for me, which I would have never chosen, are my favorite things in my closet today. Because, and it was about it, sh- the way she saw me like it was seeing me through somebody else's eyes. Does that make sense? Do, it do you does make where I'm sense. Going with this? It does. Yeah. And I think that you need to blog this because this is such really? an interesting experiment. And I wish you guys would have taken pictures because yeah. I think this is a great idea. There was actually an article that went around um, where a woman let her husband dress her for a week 
And she wow. blogged and took pictures of ever, and it was things she would have never chosen, but just yeah. to see the way he saw her through his eyes just really opened yeah. her up. I'll have to send you that article, and I'll um, if so I can maybe find we it, I'll should... post it. I wonder if it would work the same like with swimsuits because I feel like, again, it, we're going into summer and swimsuit season and it's such a struggle for a lot of women, you know, getting swimsuits, even just going to buy the swimsuit, standing there in that cubicle, looking in the mirror and you're so exposed, you know, like with clothes, you know, we can be clever with clothes and hide bits that we don't like, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're wearing a swimsuit and even if it's a full swimsuit, you're exposed, right? It's hard. It's hard to hide but I just wonder again um you know whether it's the colors we're choosing like I'll go for quite you know like I don't know if you do this or not but I'll like maybe pick a darker color like black because in my head I'm like oh it, it might make me look slimmer or something you know uh but maybe actually going for something more I don't know if, um uh, do you know what I mean like brighter colors or some pattern or something you know, a bit more fun would actually, you know, would actually make me feel a bit better. In fact, you know, you know what I mean? It, it's interesting. Sorry. Yeah. I keep yeah. Well, definitely. Um, I'll post that um, article I was telling you about on our cold coffee Facebook page. It's yeah. at cold coffee show. If anybody wants to follow us there. Okay. So I want to kind of transition. One of the segments Tova and I want to do each show is something we call not so news. I love going through Twitter. Twitter is my favorite social media. I know a lot of people don't get Twitter, but I always find the most interesting stories on Twitter. So Tova and I have a couple stories that we want to share with you. And I think we should start, Tova, with this story I found that's called, that I'm dubbing to be or not to be. Okay, I don't know if you saw this headline, but I'm going to just read the headline first and get your reaction. Doctors warn women against putting wasp nests in their vaginas. <laughs> this is an actual, actual article. The product reportedly is crushed into paste and applied topically. It can improve a woman's sex life. The wasp nests are also being advertised as helping to heal episiotomy cuts, rejuvenate the uterine wall, and clean out the vagina after childbirth. Though, there are warnings that it could burn when applied. I love that. I love that it's like they feel the need to say, like, there's a warning. Oh, listen, this might be dangerous. You know, like, I, I, I don't understand. First of all, I totally missed this trend. Where was this trend? Like, it, they talk about it like it's a trend. Like, people are actually doing sun. it. This was reported in The Sun, and it is being sold on Etsy. But I have to tell you, Dr. Jen Gunter, who is quoted in the article, does say, here's a pro tip. If something burns when you apply it to the vagina, it is generally bad for the vagina. <laughs> oh my god, that is hilarious! I don't understand. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, get this I don't trend. understand it. No. All right, you've got no. a good one. Go. Yeah. So I saw this article about. I don't know if I'm going to say this word right, but um, so the title is uh, Breatharian. Breatharian. Did I say that right? Breatharian couples survive on the universe's energy instead of food. So for anybody who doesn't know what Breatharian is, because I didn't, um, it's basically people who say they don't need um, to eat or to drink in order to live. They just, you know, they, they get energy from the universe and that's kind of like what keeps them going. Um, and this couple um, has been doing it for like nine years and they've got kids, uh, you know, healthy kids. Um, and they're just talking about this whole, you know, way of life. 
life. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this or not. I've never heard of it. Um, I read the article quite closely. So it's not like they don't eat anything, anything, but they eat very little and none of it's solid. It's kind of like all... um, you know, uh, juices and whatnot. The one thing I did think, though, I mean, for me, okay, not for me. (laughs) Let's just put that, right? Not for me. I will pass. However, what actually did appeal to me in this way of life is that you probably save a lot of money, right? Like, if you don't, do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, they they do save a lot of money. I'm just astounded that she had two healthy pregnancies by barely eating. I mean, she survived on vegetable broth and fruit every once in a while. But she, they do say in the article, they do let their kids eat. Yes. Yes. They're not starting their kids and different things. Yeah. Yeah. We're not judging them, but I would, here's my question for you. Like if I'm a mom, like I'm, I'm doing a diet right now, a candida cure where I'm trying to kind of heal my body naturally and I can't have carbs and starches. And when I smell like popcorn or my kids have cake or ice cream, like I just smell it and my body starts salivating and I have to have the food. And I don't understand (laughs) how they feed their kids food and don't want to just lick the entire bowl. Yeah, no, I know. Amazing. And the one thing, the line that got to me, like that, that I, I took away from it was the line, um, she said, she doesn't remember what it's like to be hungry. And I kind of feel the same. <laughs> I don't remember what it's like to be hungry. But not you eat because, all the uh, time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't get it. It's so funny. No, but you know, at the end of the day, um, oh, and another thing that I was thinking when I was reading this article is, you know, if your kids, like sometimes you're, we were talking about snacks at the beginning of the show, right? About how yeah. when your kids, maybe sometimes they're moany or they're tired, they might need a snack, whatever. Can you imagine your child like ha- having that moment in the day where all kids have, mommy, I want a snack, I want a snack, I want a snack. And you just go, sweetie, you don't need a snack. All you need is to just take a breath. Just take a breath. <laughs> you know, can you imagine my children would kill me if I said something like that? So yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. All right, we have one more story for you. I call this one This Biddy is Witty. Scotland's oldest woman has some interesting advice for those looking to achieve a long life. Her name is Jessie Gallen and she's 109 years old. Are you ready for her advice, Tova? Yeah, tell me. Stay away from men. They're just more trouble than they're worth, <laughs> Jesse said in an interview with the Daily Mail, because Jesse refused to rely on another person. She never married. So what are your mm. thoughts on staying wow. away from men? Now, she didn't say stay away from sex. I just want to point that out. That was yeah. never quoted in the article. That's very good, and that's a good point, because a couple of years ago, there was another lady who had lived, maybe she's still alive, I can't remember, but she, again, reached a very, very, um, you know, uh, old age, and her secret was actually a lot of sex. So (laughs) I don't know, like, if this is a contradiction, or maybe... I guess what works for you works for you. But you know, it was funny. They actually had the video interview on the website, and I watched it, and what I found so interesting, like, I was looking at her, like, when she... She was born. There were no cars. There were no televisions. Like I just, I would love to sit in a room and talk to her. I actually talked to a, I interviewed a 96 year old woman for a a spokesperson campaign I did recently. And I just found it so interesting to sit in the room and talk to them. So I would love to have been a fly on the wall. 
and that interview. Okay, yeah. I have one more question for everyone Tell that's me. listening to Cold Coffee before we end our very first show. I don't want it to end. I feel like we could go on forever and ever. <laughs> um, but um, we're going to pose this question on our Facebook page. So we're go to Cold Coffee Show, and we want you guys to answer this question. But I'm going to ask you the question first, Tova, before we go. What are three things you cannot survive with during the summer? Without. Three things you without. can't survive without. So three things I can't survive without would have to be, um, so the air conditioning in that one little room <laughs> in my house. You need it. I yes. need that. Yeah, I need that. Um, wine has to be chilled. <laughs> I like my wine with ice and an ice cream. Uh, those are my three must items for the summer. How about you? For me, uh, definitely wine uh, for sure is up there. My pool, I love the pool. It's our saving grace. It's my favorite thing about having this house that's way too big for me to clean is the pool. (laughs) I love the pool. And um, I'm going with flip-flops. I just hate putting on shoes, especially in the summer. My feet sweat. I know that sounds disgusting, but uh, flip-flops are my favorite. All right, so that's, that's going to be one. up on our Facebook page. It's Cold Coffee Show. You can follow us everywhere. We have an Instagram account, Cold Coffee Show. We have Twitter, Cold Coffee underscore show. Please follow us there. Um, also, don't forget to subscribe. We would love for you to join us and, and stay with us on this cold coffee journey. We'd love to hear from you, what you liked, what you didn't like, and please leave us a five-star review if you can. Um, we would love to get to know each and every listener so much better. And you can find Tova. Tova, give everyone your Facebook page because her... Tova is a rock star on Facebook if you don't know her. <laughs> Hardly. But if you want to follow my page, it's uh, My Thoughts About Stuff on Facebook. And um, and what's your handler, uh, Kristen? My handle on Facebook is Kristen Hewitt TV. Kristen Hewitt TV. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And um, carry on having a great summer and a great week. And uh, we'll catch you next week, right? Yep, thanks so much for listening, and we'll listen and talk to you next week.